0: Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast. Coming up, we'll look ahead to a packed Easter weekend. Fellow club president Alex Marguson tells us all about their Easter festival and why this is going to be a big season for his club.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got, blimey, over 100 events running this year. Um, well, you sort of stop and think about it, it's quite,
0: quite mind-blowing. Meanwhile, after a two-year break, this weekend also sees the return of a full EY Easter running festival. More on that to come, along with chat on all the week's standout sport. I'm Tony Alongside me this week is Gareth the Prevo. Hi, Tony. And Jamie Ingle. Hi, Tony. Great to see you both. Um, sun's shining. Uh, yeah, as we say, a busy Easter weekend in prospect. Um, lots to enjoy at the moment. Uh, we've seen the, the return of Beaux-Ajours um, to sort of sporting action, um, which is great to see. Guernsey Men's Volleyball hosting the British Army last week. We've seen some cricket at the college field um, with a sort of mixed age group side taking on a, a sort of an academy set up from England.
2: What was the story there, Gareth? Uh, yeah, it's a skills sport. Who um, uh, like uh, yeah, like I say, it's it's uh, it's it's run by a coach who sort of gets um, kids from different teams together. It's it's like a touring side, I suppose, in that regard. And they came over. I think they also went on to Jersey after they visited here. But they played um, a couple of T Twenty games against uh, Guernsey Juniors last. Uh, Sunday, I think the, the local side won both of those, and then the forty-over game on Monday was um, a reversal of that, and the, the visiting Skills Sports side um, won by eight wickets. But uh, now it's great to see cricket back on the agenda. It means the uh, summer's on its way, which is great. Mm. Yeah, and always good to see the college field um, being used
0: um, for its uh, sort of spiritual purpose. Um, yeah, great a place see. I've graced for many a year. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Plenty more of that to come. Um, as for the volleyball, Jamie, um, it was a, a yeah, cracking three-game series between Guernsey's men and the British Army I know you've caught up with uh, the Guernsey coach who was uh, pretty glowing about the, the quality of volleyball on show yeah
3: I mean uh, Guernsey men's coach Neil Elmy was very positive about the whole thing um, obviously the army you've got so many physically fit people it's gonna be tough for a small island like Guernsey to take from on but I think there's a lot of pride in the fact that he managed to take one set from them on their Thursday at the end of the week <laughs> And also here quite a few of the sets are actually quite tight. Like it's not like they're dominating. So, yeah, kudos for for players.
2: And, yeah, I must, um, the pictures we had from our photographer, Sophie Raby, they showed the athleticism of the of the volleyball players from the army. I mean, some of the heights they reach sort of making their blocks or making their spikes over the net, it's phenomenal sort of dynam- dynamism there.
0: If you want to read more about that, head to our website, ganseypress.com slash sport. And if you want to see that athleticism on display um, in those great photos um, that our photographer, Sophie Raby, took, head to Facebook or Instagram at Press sport is the place for that. And, Jamie, uh, yeah, so plenty more volleyball to come.
3: Yeah, so we've got the Interinsulas coming up at the end of the month, which will be another interesting contest. I always hope that the players that competed against the Army will have gained valuable experience from it. But also, of course, the Army contest was kind of an opportunity to bring back Sir John Loveridge Hall, having seen it be out of action for so long during the COVID pandemic.
0: Yeah, well, great to see yeah, sport returning there. Um, let's look ahead to this weekend then because, um, yeah, the sort of traditional Easter festivals are back in full swing. Uh, we're going to hear about the cycling in a moment. But, um, yeah, tell us about the running festival, uh, Jamie, the EY running festival back with a full four-day schedule.
3: Yeah, it's an event with a lot of history. And in recent years, leading right up to the COVID pandemic, it was an event which attracted very good numbers. Uh, For the opening Good Friday 5K, we'd often see in the vicinity of 200 runners, both visitors and locals. 2019 was the last year that we actually got to stage it it, as we would recognise it. Uh, COVID threw a bit of a spanner in the works. Uh, 2020 ended up being a virtual Easter festival, which was... Interesting, it's something a bit different. 2021 was two road races on either side of the weekend, so it wasn't quite an Easter festival as such. But yeah, this year it's coming back in full force.
0: <laughs> Covid throwing a spanner in the works, probably the, the greatest understatement uttered <laughs> <laughs> on this pod so far. Um, yeah, who should we be looking out for this weekend?
3: Yeah, so we've got a nice blend of local, sort of semi-local, but UK-based runners. And then people who are visiting from the UK. Um, Locally, we have the likes of James Priest, who has been in very good form in recent months. Uh, You've got quite a few good university-based runners. I think Dan Galpin is currently the man in form. He ran a very good 10k in Eastleigh. As is as is Alex Rowe, who he's been upset by injuries a bit recently. He, but yeah, he's showed some very good form when he's had the opportunity to. He also ran very well in Eastleigh, which has sort of become a bit of an early season benchmark. But the good thing is that a lot of those runners are based at university, speak about it to their friends, occasionally drag people along. And yeah, we've got two very good uh, UK-based runners coming over. We've got Jacob O'Hara, who's... Won it in 2017, won it in 2019, and I would presume it's going for the hat trick. And we've also got Harry Tollett, who's another runner who's run sub 15 for 5k, which is a very good benchmark. On the women's side, uh, Dan Galpin is bringing over his girlfriend l 20 bun who's she's a 75 minute half marathon runner. She's run as much a minute within the Guernsey record for the road 10k. Yeah, so there's, there's some real quality there as well. And we're having Megan Chapel, got Island Games on silver medalist, returning from the UK to add a bit of strength for the more domestic side of the women's field.
0: Oh, good stuff. Just remind us of the schedule over the weekend.
3: Yeah, so we're starting off with their Good Friday 5k, which has become a staple in recent years, although it's migrating away from Foots Lane this year to take place on the West Coast um, from Leray to Vazon. That's a course where you really want a good forecast in terms of wind direction, and it's been a bit cursed recently. I believe the last three editions have all been to a headwind, and <laughs> yeah, you don't get much shelter along that coastal stretch. So, <laughs> Saturday is a full course cross country at Lancress. It's a very popular staple course locally, uh, 4.75 miles. Sunday is a bit of fun, but also very competitive. We've got some cross country relays at a new home of Delancey, which should make for some interesting racing. And the festival concludes with
0: a 10k road race from Grand Rock to Northside on the bridge. Well, best of luck to everyone taking part across the weekend. It is going to be a busy one. Um, Coming up next, we're going to hear from Alex Margison about the cycling. Welcome back to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast. Now, it is going to be a busy Easter weekend um, on the roads. Uh, lots of runners, as we've just been saying, and cyclists too, because the Velo Club's Easter Festival um, returns um, with a host of events, three uh, races across the weekend. And it is going to be, in fact, a very busy summer as well for the Velo Club. Uh, me and Jamie caught up with Velo Club president Alex Margeson to find out all about the Easter weekend plans and what else is coming up. Alex, welcome to the pod, thanks for coming in Cheers, nice to be here Good to see you, busy Easter weekend ahead
1: Yes indeed, lots of early mornings (laughs) i would be be glad for a a day off or a line on Monday, that's for sure
0: Yeah, absolutely Um, Just talk us through um, the schedule and and what the event looks like this year
1: Right, so we've got um, a three uh, stage race um, From Good Friday through to Easter Sunday so we've got a good mix of mix of everything on, on the Friday. We've got a crit race, which is sort of um, is an hour long race around a small circuit. So lots and lots of laps getting dizzy. Um, so we use our mon loop, which is a one and a half mile circuit around there. So it's nice and flat. Um, so it should be It's normally a bunch of sprint finish uh, around there. So everyone roughly around about the same time. I don't think there'll be people losing too much time on that stage. Uh, on the Saturday morning, we've got the time trial, which we're using our reservoir circuit for. So a bit more up and down, but it's, it's the race of truth. It's, it's the rider against the clock. There's no hiding places in that one. Um, which it should be good fun. It's not the usual sort of 10-mile time trial we do on a flat piece of coast road. There's some up and down. There's some corners to think about. Um, we're using road bikes. There's going to be no aero gear, so there's, there's no nuclear weapons advantage of having your having your go-faster TT bike and pointy helmet. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see that matches up, and, and there'll be, you know, you've got to pace yourself really on that because the climb back up to the finish, there's, there, I've seen plenty of people blow up coming up the reservoir climb in my time. So that'll be interesting to see how that one works out. And then on the Sunday is the Queen Stage. We've got our free baton circuit, hilltop finish. Um, So we're looking at uh, about a 47-mile road race for the uh, Div 1 guys. Um, 37 for Div 2, 28 for Div 3. So, um, yeah, plenty of climbing, lots of laps. It's a bit of a longer circuit. It's just over nine miles, that one. So there'll be a bit more tactics to think about and I suspect there'll be people pinging off the front trying to make up time that they've lost on on earlier stages to to, to make up time in the gc so.
0: yeah great stuff
1: bit of stuff for everyone
0: hopefully some serious energy expended over those three days i'm oh, sure yes. yeah how, how um sort of yeah i mean where does the easter weekend festival sort of fit into your calendar i mean where does it rank in terms of sort of importance and, and excitement around it
1: i mean it's a good it's a good way to get your legs into it it's, it's always relatively early season our sort of road season starts in march and depends where easter falls it's, it's, it's an early season race so it's a good indicator of form it's slightly different to to the other stuff that we do in that it's although it's it's competitive the the paul van katwick trophy is is given to you know the person that sort of embodies the spirit of competition with a smile on their face and you know is is happy cheery and but competitive but but sees it as fun um but no it's still it's still a serious race and and people want to be at the front and yeah and and winning it on the gc there's still kudos for that for sure
3: yeah and speaking about the competitive sides uh both men, women, and the like veterans, etc. I mean, yeah, how is it shaping up?
1: Yeah, we got uh, fifty entries in, so um, hopefully it's a good racing across all divisions. There's there's a good spread between between each division. Um, I think on on the men's side, it's it's you're looking at James Rowe and, and Mark Cox are probably going to be leading from the front. Um, Cox, obviously a bit more of a time trial specialist um, than than James, but we'll see how we go overall on the, with the road races thrown in there. Um on the on the women's side, Karina is always always gonna to be tough to beat for the for the women. Um you've got Jamie Petty who's had some good early season form. So we'll be interested to see how she matches up to to Karina there. Uh on the vet side, who've we got well I think um yeah, Andy Gibson is is probably the the one to beat. I don't think I think it probably be his first outing of the season. Um but he was he was in good form end of last year. And uh, now he's moved up to Vets, it's sort of given me uh, uh, <laughs> something to think about, about amongst, the, amongst the older guys. But uh, yeah, I think there'll be plenty of close racing across every every age group and, and all the divisions. You still hoping you might feature a bit? I suspect I'll probably do all right until till the first time up the free baton. And that <laughs> that's normally when my chances end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, Alex, I mean, as uh, as president of the Velo Club uh, now, I mean, the, the, the sport's in terms of organisation is, is, um, is kind of evolving all the time, I guess. And you, you, you've got a, a sports development officer for the first time uh, in Digger, um, Paul Degare. How much impetus has that added to things this year?
1: I mean, it's great. It's, it's just let us sort of um, widen our offering, really, and, and expand out. He's been, you know, while we have doing the, the the winter training with the, with the juniors, um, primarily he's been working with... Um, so they've been doing turbo sessions in the schools and he's then, he's expanded that into schools in general as we try to look to bring more teenagers into the sport and actually, you know, to get them for the first time to see cycling as a sport rather than as a, as a you know, a hobby or a means of transport. Um, and I think we've run a couple of races in a few of the schools and we've done some turbo sessions as well. Um, and then we're looking to expand our, mountain bike offering in in the summer and just extend our season for our juniors and yeah sort of bring more people into the fold and get them to take part in cycle racing for the first time
0: Uh, yeah I remember as a kid um Yeah, getting on the mountain bike and that was was amazing. And and there was there was quite a few events and stuff, and uh, lots of juniors getting involved. You know, that's always been there in terms of junior involvement, but is it something that's sort of underexploited?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, essentially, you know, we're competing against a lot of sports of the islanders. One of the great things about Guernsey is the the option for doing sport is virtually unlimited. So we're you know, you come to a weekend in the summer and you look at the number of events on, and we you know we we are competing against the other sports uh and we've always had it we're not alone I think other sports get it as well and certainly other cycling clubs I know that I've spoken to in the UK um there's there's just a natural drift away when when kids get to their teenage years they sort of have other interests want to do other things their mates are doing this that the other down the beach or what have you and they just sort of they sort of drift away from the sport but then come back into it in their you know later years which I mean I'm a typical example exactly the same for me you used to go Everywhere on the bike as a kid, uh, and then yeah, suddenly you know got into studying for work and doing exams and just drifted away from it, and and came back into it when I you know in my thirties. So it's just keeping them in the fold, really. Um, I think we've got the Commonwealth Games coming up. We've got you know five guys at the Commonwealth Games this year. Hopefully, we'll get some TV coverage on that, and you know they, they can see what you can achieve racing locally uh, and then the island games next year hopefully that'll be a great impetus to you know really push it and take it forward and, and you know you can see what you can do being involved on a local level um and how far you can take your cycling career really
3: Having spoken to Digger previously, I've got an understanding that the Velo Club are actually looking at like expanding their offering and like looking at alternative disciplines of cycling. I know cyclocross has been mentioned. I know uh, BMX has actually been mentioned. Um, yeah, how's everything progressing with that?
1: we got, yeah, hopefully we're going to have a new winter series um, coming up in the autumn or I say winter series in the autumn, which is typical cyclocross time of year. So that may involve some steps and barriers and and, and drop bars of mud. Fingers crossed for that. Um, and then, yeah, it would be great to be able to have somewhere to do um, BMX in. Um, I know there's there's plans afoot, or have been afoot for a while for a, for a pump track um, on the island. So if we can, yeah, if we can get that push forward. And I think that we're sort of in the planning stage at the moment. But uh, yeah, hopefully that comes to fruition in the near future. It'd be, it'd be great. I mean, I, I know there's been a big push in the UK on the back of the Olympic success, and there was a big take up in interest. And yeah, I mean, it'd be great to yeah, capitalise that and be able to offer it. Um, we're trying to get um, we're trying to get as many coaches as possible trained up through the through the British Cycling Coaching Program, and there, there's the option of doing discipline specific training that our our guys can then coach local riders, and that that includes obviously. yeah, Um, BMX, cyclocross as well as mountain bike and road disciplines as well.
0: The range of disciplines within cycling, um, there is, I suppose, something for everyone and, and, uh, yeah, like kind of pure um uh, yeah sort of pure excitement as well in, in a lot of those things you say the bmx the cyclocross as well is uh, is kind of slightly off the wall isn't it it's like
1: it's carnage it, yeah it's a little bit bonkers um but it's it's i think it's i mean it's growing in popularity massively in the uk in recent years i mean you've got tom pidcock obviously has, has really raised the the profile of the sport in the UK. Um, but it's, people have found it really accessible because it's—I mean—it's a one-hour race, so you don't need to go out and do six, seven-hour training rides to for it, and, and you know, and spend hours and hours and hours uh, training. It's—it's it's eyeballs out from the gun for one hour, and then you're you're done. So it's it's an accessible people you sport, and, and people can get into it uh, quite nicely. Which I hopefully will flow into our mountain bike winter season as well, uh, and and get a few new guys in for that because. It was last winter was massive the mountain bike series. We were getting, you know, seventy odd people for a senior race and then another twenty thirty for the junior race as well. So it was the numbers were just off the wall for us. It's, it's great. Um and yeah, if we can capture a bit more of that, it'd be brilliant.
0: you mentioned cycling as a mode of transport before. I know you're quite vocal about um <laughs> about the situation with cycling on the roads. Yeah. Um, and you know it's a big um, uh, kind of contention at the moment is it in terms of of active travel and and transport I mean if Guernsey could find a way to get more people cycling as as a mode of transport do you think that would be a benefit to the sport of cycling in terms of bringing people across um, to to competition
1: Um, yeah I mean more people on bikes is always you know is always going to be great Um, um, you know it's a bit like comparing commuting by car to a Formula 1 race it's They're two very very different things. You know, I'm always going to be in favour of more people on bikes. Great. And if it does bring bring more people in, fantastic. Um, I think, I mean, from a youngster point of view, I think that would be the big one would be bringing bringing, youngsters who are confident on a bike. um, And then we we can take them on on our mountain bike skills courses that we do as part of our Flyers summer programme. Um, and yeah, if it, if it you know gets them into the fold, gives them more confident on a bike, and great, um, you know it's good for the good for the future. Really, you've got you know as an active lifestyle is great news for health, budget, and in you know beyond the impact on that mental health as well is is fantastic.
3: Yeah, just speaking about the broader season, I'm aware we've got I'm aware we've got quite a few guys and girls competing off islands. Yeah. But also locally we seem to have quite a lot to offer. Uh, yeah, could you please speak us through that quickly?
1: Yeah, I mean we've got Blimey, over hundred events we're running this year. Um well, you, you sort of stop and think about it. It's quite it's quite, quite mind-blowing. Um but we've got the we've got the traditional road season we are into now, so we've got a mix of um, road races and time trials. Um, sort of alternating each weekend and then the odd bank holiday um, crit race or a hill climb coming up um, we've also got this summer we've got an open 5TT series um, so hopefully that's going to that's an accessible event it was sort of 5TT was my first event when I joined the Velo Club um, and it's it's an accessible way of getting in it it's it's a short race it you know you can turn up you don't have to have a, a TT bike you can do it on a road bike um, and you just you know it's up and down the coast five miles that's that's an achievable goal for most people, and and it's against the clock, so you're racing yourself. And as a six race series, you can you know you attempt to better yourself all the way through that. So it's, hopefully that offers something for the novice. Um, and then we've also got a hill climb series coming up in the autumn. So we're just sorting out some some hopefully some new courses for that one. So that be that be interesting to see how that gets on. Uh, and then yeah, then back into we have a break in October, recharge our batteries hopefully, <laughs> and. Um, into the into the autumn winter series of some off-road and and muddy fun and keep that going through till yeah through till next year so uh, hopefully there's plenty plenty going on Mm.
3: you mentioned hill climbing that actually seems to kind of be in vogue at the moment Uh, obviously matt collis did a book uh, guernsey cycling climbs which seems to have been quite well received uh yeah to what extent was he kind of responsible for like bringing that
1: about I mean, yeah, we've all, it's always been our traditional season close. It's always been the Val Terre hill climb, which is always it's been. I say it's a fun event, uh, <laughs> not when you get about three quarters of the way up. It isn't, <laughs> but yeah, we've not we've not run a like a hill climb series for a couple of years. Um, but yeah, now it, we, the numbers weren't great when we when we did it historically. But I think yeah, I'll, we're looking to build on the back of of Matt's yeah marketing and and exploit that newfound love of going uphill. Um, it's yeah, it's it, it is it's. Great fun, I enjoy it. It's it's a quick burst of, you know, a minute or two of absolutely flat out hard as you can, and try not to explode before the top. Some people are really good at it. I'm not not the best, but I'm, I'm happy to rock up and yeah, give it a go. It's it's just nice to do something slightly different from the usual road racing and TTs.
0: And you mentioned the Island Games before. Obviously, that's going to be a real spectacle on home soil. Um, how much scope is there, or how much um, uh, appetite is there in the club to? Yeah, Off the back of the pandemic and, and, and sort of making the most of, of what Guernsey's got to offer in terms of a, of a sort of racing location to, to perhaps bring events over beyond the Island Games?
1: Yeah, it would be good. I mean, we've got we've taken a lot of riders over for the like the southern mountain bike races um, this year, um, and we've had guys from British Cycling over running coaching courses for the for, for members, and they were impressed with the facilities we've got. Um, I think you know it always comes down, on a small island it always comes down to the problem where we're sharing road space with everyone else and it's it's tr- it's tricky to find a date that suits um one of the big problems that we've run into this year is transport links um you know we've tried to get the inter races up and running again with jersey but there just isn't a you know there's not a way you know it's not a weekend that we can get there and back either from jersey to here or here to jersey and back it just, it just doesn't work at all. And with a bike in tow, it's not like other sports. We can hop on a plane and with a pair of boots in a bag and hey presto, we're there at a game. You know, we've got, you know, if we're doing a, a road race and a TT, we've got potentially two bikes each to take over. And yeah, that suddenly gets quite tricky when you're trying to squeeze into a little plane. And, and we've had the same, and ditto for the UK as well. I mean, potentially there's, there's some links we could get with some clubs in the UK um, and see where we run from there. But yeah, it's, had logistically has not been great um, this year, but hopefully it picks up again next year.
3: Yeah, seeing the Guernsey cycling squad at the Commonwealth Games, we've got five guys who have essentially just been kind of homegrown and come through the Guernsey Valley Club ranks. Um, do you think that's something that other locals and potentially youngsters might see as inspiration?
1: Yeah, it's good. It's I mean, it's it's amazing. I mean, hopefully we'll just get some airtime and and. For kids to be able to see people that they can ride with in the club and, you know, on telly... I've not seen the UK or, or, the, or the England team or the Australian team. I suspect they're going to be the two big hitters at the Commonwealth Games and in terms of cycling. Um But, yeah, to, to, to see guys that they see every day in the Velo Club kit out on TV racing against these people is, you know, just goes to show how far you can take your cycling starting in Guernsey, you know. It's not just because you're from Guernsey. It doesn't mean you can't go and take part in these international events
0: yeah it's very cool and it's uh, yeah, up to those guys to get on the front early in that road race and get, get some expect, camera time I
1: expect an early attack and yeah. Some, yeah, yeah. some nice yeah, <laughs> jersey pointing
0: <laughs> yeah exactly hey, and we know as well that the uh, Commonwealth Games are heading back to Australia in 26 to Victoria so that's yeah, what, I mean yeah you know, oh, what, a great what a, what holiday in there somewhere isn't there exactly yeah. <laughs> so that's something really to aim for thanks for coming in for a chat it's been a pleasure never been my pleasure we'll see you again cool take care fellow club president alex Marguson speaking to me and jamie there um yeah good luck to them for the weekend it is going to be a busy one elsewhere we've got a badminton festival as well it is very much the sort of festival
2: theme isn't it yeah the, the easter um, badminton is always one of the main highlights of their calendar tony it's um it's like most things it's been put on hold for a couple of years because of the pandemic but um it's great to see that they've got um a good um good entry this year and um, mainly visitors i think but um I mean, in the past, they've they've had some real high-quality stuff. It's a it's a England badminton Silver Circuit event, which makes it um, worthwhile for people to come over and earn sort of ranking points and what have you. Um, this year, I know amongst the men's entry is um, Ben Lee from the Isle of Man, who I've I've seen at Ireland Games in finals, and he's a really impressive um, player. Um, I remember watching him against Baller Tok in one of the Ireland Games finals, and uh, yeah, he's, he's he's certainly worth watching. But there'll be some real high-class um, players in action at, um, at the Roheys, which uh, it starts um, Thursday night and goes on throughout the day on Good Friday, and then the finals uh, are on Saturday afternoon. It's, it's always a, a really good event. Down at Foots Lane, it's going to be pretty busy. With uh, GFC in action, well, three
0: times um, in the week, um, but two times over the Easter weekend. As for the rugby uh, Raiders are away
2: this weekend. Yeah, it's a second, it's sort of back-to-back away against the Raiders. Last weekend they um, they suffered a narrow defeat, um, but they did have many changes to their lineup. It was. Um, it was good to see Matt Krieber back in action for uh, for Raiders. He's he's currently at university and he's I think he's almost helping them out for this. He's, he is due back though um, in the island full time from the summer and he'll be a he'll be a real good asset in the back row for Raiders um, going ahead into the future. This week they're away at Bury St Edmunds, who were uh, were in Guernsey only a few weeks ago because of their postponed match from December was moved to to March and they um, they beat Raiders. on on their Friday evening game where I know Jordan Reynolds wasn't very pleased with his side's performance that day. So I'm sure we'll be hoping and expecting better from them this weekend. But um, I'll be interested to see um, what side he puts out for that because with um, they've still got a, a very busy fixture list right up and for another sort of four or five weeks and that of course includes the double header siam in in may so um i think he'll still be looking to rotate a lot of his um a lot of his squad to make sure um, those who haven't had enough game time get some minutes and and those who need a rest are, are fully refreshed in time to face jersey yeah absolutely and where are you going to be this weekend I'm at Port Swath. Hopefully, it'll be sunny and not too windy, but I'm there for the FA Cup quarter final between Rovers and Sylvans, which actually is. I was amazed that, uh, well, amazed is perhaps a bit too strong words, word, but Sylvans beat Rovers 5 0 in the Prio this midweek, which was a surprising result in terms of the, the sort of the distance between the two sides. Um, I, I imagine it'll be a lot closer this weekend. Um, I know Rovers were buoyed by their their win in Jersey last weekend, so um, it should be should be a decent contest. But there's um, yes, yeah, it's, it's quite a couple of big cup games in sort of domestic football because St Martins are also hosting St One in the in the Jeremy and on Saturday. Um, it's actually a morning kickoff, I think, because of the travel arrangements and the possibility that or the just to allow for any extra time and penalties if needed. So they actually kick off at half 11 on, on Saturday at Blanche Pierre Lane. And so people can actually go and watch a couple of games and go and watch that and then choose either Rovers versus Sylvans in the FA Cup, GFC against Bedfont in um, Foots Lane at two o'clock. or well, there's also a couple of pre League games as well. There's uh, North are playing Alderney and Vale Rake are playing Rangers. So it's a pretty busy afternoon of football on Saturday. Yeah, busy end of the season uh, all round, isn't it? Jamie, are you going to be covering the running?
3: Yes, I'll be juggling my attention between the running and the cycling this year uh, hopefully we have two good high quality events
0: well look forward to reading all about those uh, next week let's leave it there for today um cheers guys thanks tony cheers tony